0: Welcome to Real Dog Talk with perfectly imperfect pups. Real dogs, real people with real talk. And <laughs> you can hear the puppies in the background. They decided right now is the right time to wrestle. It's just normal. Um, so yeah, today we're still brought to you by Love is Art, because you know, we're working on that really hard. That's in October. We're booking entertainment. We've got some gorgeous artists donating art. So Check out the website on that. It's um, pipsrescue.org forward slash love is art. So check that out. <clears throat> today we're drinking mimosas because it's a Sunday morning. And what else do you drink on a Sunday morning? Mm. <sighs> Thanks. So today I'm by myself. It's just me. Sorry, you have to listen to just my voice. And it's not a podcast, it's a therapy session. Y'all are my therapists because I need to freaking bitch. Like, this is a total bitch fest. So like, sit down, get comfy, get yourself a mimosa, a glass of wine, a beer, whatever. If you're driving, don't, just don't. Um, That's all I need is somebody coming back to me like, she told me to drink and I was driving. So I did anyway. Nope. Uh, So yeah. But no, get yourself a drink. And let's chat (sighs) because I'm fucking tired. And I will say that for every rescue out there. We are fucking tired. And today I would like to chat about breeders, specifically the backyard crappy kind. That's who I want to talk about today. Because it is getting to the point where we can't keep up anymore. Rescues can't keep up. Way back in the day, um, I've been in rescue for a really long time. Way back in the day, if you got a purebred dog into the rescue, everybody was like, you have a purebred dog. And fosters would fight over them. Just fight over them. Like, I want to foster it. I want to foster it. I want to foster it. I actually remember we got a Frenchie in way, way, way back. And um, my sister happened to be sitting next to me when I got the call. She's always wanted a Frenchie, and she would foster for me occasionally. And um, in order for me to say yes to a dog, I have to have a foster. And she was sitting right next to me. She was like, absolutely, I'll foster. And I was like, fantastic. Great. We can take the dog in. And fosters got mad at me because I allowed my sister to foster, and I didn't offer it to anyone else. Now, I post a adorable Frenchie or any other breed, and everybody's like, mm, 5,000 of them out there in the rescues right now. So we don't know if we can take it. So it's changed. And the reason it's changed is backyard breeders and accidental litters. And I fucking hate that term, accidental litters. Hate it. Um, it it's just... The thing is, is that this is not a bitch at all breeders. Let me just, don't come at me like, oh, I got a dog from a reputable breeder. Great. If it was actually a reputable breeder. But the problem is, is that anybody that has a purebred dog, male or female, or both think that they can just breed their dog, right? Like put it together, let them have puppies. We're done. We sell them. We can make lots of money. And that is not what breeding is all about. You should be educating yourself on how to breed, right? Because there is an actual way to breed your dog properly, right? There are testings that should be done beforehand. There are, um, you know, looking at the lineage to make sure that there's no medical issues or anything like that in the past. And you are working to better um, better the breed, that you're breeding, right? That is the reason why you should be um, breeding your dog. Not because you can make a quick buck off of it. Because breeding is fucking expensive. And you should not be making money off your first litter. It should be litters down the road that you are actually making money off of. Because of the amount of work in tools and supplies and everything that a breeder should be having on hand and the um the testing the vet appointments the everything to get the female and the male ready so after all of that you don't start making money for several litters and a good breeder will still test before each litter right so these people who their dog have never been to the freaking vet and then they're like, oh, it's so cute. It would have great puppies. And then they breed it and they're like, oh, shit, this is work. This is money. It's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. So I'm a part of a couple of different groups on Facebook. And the shit that I see on there is astounding. Like, I, I don't I, I don't even know how to begin with it. So I saw one post that asked the group if they could bring their four-week-old pit puppies, litter of pit puppies, to the dog park. Four weeks old. They don't have an immune system. They can barely freaking walk, and they definitely have not had vaccines yet. And you want to bring them to the dog park? Like, what? (sighs) They're asking... Things on these websites that if they were a reputable breeder, they would know. Like, they would know that. Hold on, I need a sip of mimosa. If you were educating yourself on how to breed dogs, educating yourself on the breed, um, what litters need and everything like that, you would not be asking if your four-week-old puppies can go to the fucking dog park. I see more and more oh, I just purchased this four, five, six-week-old puppy from a breeder. A A reputable breeder will not let a puppy go that young. That puppy should be with the mom. Even if the mom is no longer feeding that dog, she's teaching that dog. She's teaching her puppies how to behave. The siblings teach... Each other, bite inhibition, how to behave, um, how to act, how to uh, all of that. Like they are constantly learning. When you see puppies wrestle in, in litters, they're teaching each other stuff. They're learning their world together and they need one another to get. Properly socialized. I don't know if socialized is the right word, but proper, get ready, right? Like get ready for their lives and what is good and what is not. Um, And when you take a puppy away from their litter, four, five, six weeks old, that is like prime time for them to be learning all of this stuff. So a, a, a reputable breeder will not allow that. It's just, there's no way. It's like eight to 10 to 12 weeks, right? Like rescues, we allow eight weeks excuse me, mostly because, you know, we are so full, and we cannot keep puppies much past that. Um, and I would love, you know, to be able to keep litters together longer, but it's just hard as a rescue. But as a breeder, that is your freaking job. And yeah, so like, that should not be a thing at all. I see breeders asking questions in these groups that you should know, like they should just they should know this if they have done any research or have anybody or have any knowledge of breeding. Like, you should know the answer to these questions. I am seeing parvo pop up in breeders, backyard breeders. And the thing is, is this, if mama is vaccinated and you are doing proper protocol for your puppies, there should be no parvo, period. End of story. There. Done. Right? Right? And in rescue, we get parvo all the time because we're taking from shelters, we're taking from unknown backgrounds, mamas that have never had vaccines. And the thing is, is that when they have vaccines, they're passing along some of those antibodies, which is why we start vaccines at six to eight weeks old, because then we're continuing the antibodies that are already in them. I'm seeing some dogs come from breeders, backyard breeders, that have never had a vaccine and have never seen a vet before. I'm sorry, what? What? Like, seriously, what? What we're seeing a lot right now is from breeders, is, um, I need you to take this puppy or we're going to euthanize it. I need you to take this puppy or we're just going to drop it off at the shelter. That is not our responsibility, we generally do take the puppies because we know what their outcome is going to be. But then the, it, it, it's a vicious cycle, right? Because then the breeders are like, oh, great. If we screw up and we get a puppy with three legs or can't hear, can't see, can't swallow right, whatever, we'll just threaten to euthanize it and a rescue will step up. And as a rescue, we're like, well, shit, that dog could have a really good life. Like, don't put it down. So it's a vicious circle. And the only way we're going to stop this is getting rid of these backyard breeders. I have worked with reputable breeders. Because shit happens. Even when you do all the testing, all the testing, sometimes stuff happens. A dog gets born blind, deaf, has um, you know a deformed limb, has a whatever, and that is nothing on anything the breeder has done because their dog has been tested. Their dog is up to date on vaccines. They're testing before each litter, but Mother Nature says, "Up oh, here you go, right? That is okay. Um, and then the breeder does right by that dog. And that's, I think, where the the, the line is right. The breeder is doing right by that dog. They let that dog stay with the litter. When it's time to move a dog, they start reaching out to reputable rescues that can help them with that, or they try to rehome this dog in an appropriate setting that's going to take care of its special needs, right? Like they are doing the right thing. They're following up on them. Um, we've taken several dogs from really good breeders who follow up with them. Um, they want to know where they're adopted to. Um, they want to know like how things are going, all of that. The backyard breeders literally drop dogs off at our doorstep and say, bye, and then we never hear from them again. Um, you know, the the mystery doodles that we have, we call them the hot mess doodles, the mystery doodles. Um, Um, They were um, presumably uh, a a breeder that didn't have any idea what they were doing because four of the puppies had some neurological issues. Instead of doing right by them, they literally dropped them off at their um, groomer and was like, here, I don't know what to do with them. And then the groomer was like, well, I don't know what to do with them, and but knew that it was the right thing for her to take them. And then she she stayed up all night long feeding these dogs because they were so young and um, reached out to us. And of course, we um, said yes and... um, from the time that we got the doodle puppies until um, now, which they're about 10 weeks old, 11 weeks old, we've spent $7,000 on them. 7000 Now, would we have changed our mind when they reached out to us had we known that number? probably not but this seven thousand dollars should be coming out of the the breeders pocket right that that they should have this in savings ready to handle whatever your dog produces you should be handling that and they did not and so instead we had to um, take money from other dogs to because we committed to these dogs and there was no way we were going backwards on them but that shouldn't Have been our issue. That should have been the breeder's issue, right? The breeder should have been financially um, and emotionally ready to handle that. Now, we do understand, right? Like sometimes you are not able to bottle feed, you don't know this special needs, but you're handling it differently. And I think that that's the point, right? Like you're not being like, hey, you take this or I kill it. You're like, hey, like I am not educated enough on this special need and I need help with it. You know, do I turn this dog over to you now? Do I stay, let it stay. And then you guys help us rehome. Like those are conversations that breeders should be having with rescues, not I'm going to put this dog down unless you take it. Um, The other thing is, is that like I have noticed, um, so I am part of several cleft um, palate um, groups and I am noticing an increase on cleft palates, which there's not really a lot of testing that can be done on cleft. So I, again, it goes back to how are these breeders handling it? What is happening is they're not prepared for it. A breeder should have everything to bottle feed and tube feed a puppy in case it needs it. Period. End of story. That should be part of your supplies. And they have no idea how to tube feed. Zero. Zero. Nor are they willing to learn. So they are frantically calling rescues to see if they have the capability to take this dog to tube feed it. Um, And the problem is, is that these cleft puppies, they can't feed off mama. A dog should feed off mama almost right away. And these dogs can't. So they're going hours, hours after they've been born with no nutrition. And they, while maybe they can't long-term tube feed this puppy, they should have the supplies to go ahead and feed this puppy and get it at least started while they look for somebody to help them. And they don't. So we're frantically getting phone calls in the middle of the night, first thing in the morning, like, oh my God, my dog just had puppies. There's a cleft. I don't know what to do. You fucking should know what to do. Sorry if I yelled at you when you're listening to it on um, headphones. I just, oh, we're tired. Fucking know what you're doing if you're going to breed goddamn dogs. Stop breeding your goddamn dog. We don't need any more right now. (sighs) I know uh, not everybody is going to stop breeding their dog, and that is fine. I get it. There is people out there that want specific breeds. There are great breeders out there. Continue breeding your dog if you're doing it right. Um, The other thing, um, I was at a um, vet not too long ago, an emergency vet, with, um, I think, was one of the doodles, maybe, I don't remember. Anyway, so I was sitting, waiting for it to be seen. And um, I was in the waiting room, and I was overhearing another case. And of course, then I'm like, ears perked up, like, you know, listening. And uh, I don't know if this was an accidental litter or a breeder, um, but they had nine puppies there who were fading fast. And really, at this point, the only thing to help them was a blood transfusion on all nine. I will tell you a blood transfusion on one is very expensive on nine. It's, it's a lot. Um, and so I understand that, that, you know, there's, there's a decision that needs to get made. Um, but as a reputable breeder, um, you should have the funds for that period end of story. You should have the funds for that. And they left with all nine puppies and did not get the blood transfusion and was just going to hope, just hope that they all made it. Um, accidental litters. There's no fucking, that is not a thing. That is absolutely not a thing. There is no accidental litters. If you have an unaltered, unspayed, unneutered dog, it's going to happen, period. End of story. It's not, you cannot control that. Most people cannot control that. If you have a dog that's in heat, a male will stop at absolutely nothing to get to your dog, period. I don't care if it's backyard for five minutes, you took it for a walk and a dog jumped out, it happens. And if she's not spayed, she's going to get pregnant. Um. And if you have a male and a female in your house that neither of her spayed or neutered and you had an accidental litter, no, you didn't you did not. You did not have an accidental litter. It is not an accident when you know that that's going to happen because it's going to happen. It, it absolutely is going to happen. So fucking stop with accidental litters. It is not an accident. Um, I hear all in, all the time like, oh, you shouldn't spay your dog. You shouldn't neuter your dog. Well, we have a dog at NC State right now. He has got a abscess on his prostate. Do you know what would have prevented an abscess on his prostate? Him being neutered. Would have never happened if he was neutered. He is in severe pain and has cost the rescue $10,000. He has been at the vet for a week at this point in time, in ICU for half of that time, and they're still not 100% sure when he's coming home. And if that dog had been neutered, he would never be in this much pain. He would never have cost a rescue this much money. Neuter your fucking dogs. Spay your dogs. If you can't afford it, you shouldn't have a dog. But okay, let's say, let's say, like I get it, people that are not 100% financially stable want a companion. All right, cool. Then do what's right by your dog, take it to the free clinic. Set yourself up. There's so many different um, programs in all of the cities to help spay or neuter your dog. There's a waiting list for them. So if you get a puppy at eight weeks old and you know you're not going to be able to afford the spay or neuter, get in line. Get yourself set up with one of those things. Get your date months down the road. All of, um, I know like I think Tractor Supply and some other places do, um, a lot of the shelters do um, rabies clinics. And you can get DHPP at Tractor Supply or through Chewy or through um, A couple other places you can order DHPPs and give it to them yourself. It's super easy. There's tons of videos. DHPP prevents from distemper and parvo, both which your dog can get. Parvo costs probably five to $10,000 per puppy to treat because there's no cure for it. You are just basically giving it fluids, antibiotics. Um, Usually you trickle feed, and that is around the clock care. So five to $10,000 easily for a parvo. Um, dog where uh, DHPP I think is like $10 To purchase um, and a lot of the Clinics will give them to them as well For either discounted or free That was a whole nother rant about vaccines but whatever um, Spay and to your freaking dogs Is what I'm trying to say So um the other thing that we notice a lot with backyard breeders is that they are not educating before people come in and purchase a dog. They're just like, Hey, I want to purchase a dog. And they say, great, it's $9,000. And they say, okay, great. Here's my $9,000. Now I want your dog. And, um, They're not educating about the breed. They're not talking about the energy, the grooming, anything that this particular breed needs. Um, They're not talking about spays and neuters. They're not talking about vaccinations. They're not talking about proper care and proper socialization. They are literally handing a dog. We saw a contract for a dog the other day that had a two-day return period. That was at 2 Days. There was no information in in there about like not being able to, um, give away their dog. There was nothing about, um, not being, um, you know, having to spay or neuter your dog. There was nothing in there other than if that dog's health goes down, you have two days to return it and for another puppy or a full refund. That was it. That was it. Two days, Uh, and that I was surprised even that there was a contract, right? Like that's pretty good. They typed up a contract, um, but most of them don't. They just hand off a puppy. There's no guarantee. And then if you if you reach back out to them with a health issue, they would probably tell you, "Great, bring that dog back. I'll give you another one. And we're going to euthanize that dog." What? No, that's your dog. That is the one that you have. You you have to help with that. Like you chose to have puppies. You chose to sell it. You have to, um, you know, you have to like look after your dog and commit to those dogs post selling, right? I hear people bash, bash. Bash rescues all the time Because they won't take back a dog That they adopted out Even years ago Like oh my god this dog is now like killing everybody You need to take it back And if a rescue says no Oh my god The rescue community was, would rake that rescue Through the fucking leaves I, it, it, Oh my god it, it would be They would be everywhere on social media But a breeder who says no Silence Silence they chose to produce that puppy. We don't choose to produce puppies. We're fighting against this. We are trying to stay above fucking water. And these breeders are breeding them left and right, and we're the ones that get crucified for it. We're the ones that like get yelled at because we're not taking our dogs back. Ha, let, let's shift that, please. Shift that to the backyard breeders and the accidental litters. We had four dogs that came in recently. Well we visited four dogs at a shelter that came in recently. Actually, I think it was five. And they were all nine months old, accidental litter, quotation marks, obviously. Um, They were nine months old, not socialized at all, never had been to a vet, never had seen a vaccine. And at nine months old, they decided to drop it off at a shelter. Why? Why? Why, why'd you keep these nine months old, nine month old siblings in your backyard for this long? They're adorable, but unfortunately they caught kennel cough. So the two that we took in are quarantined. And again, a simple vaccine would have set that if you had properly rehomed your dogs, talked to a rescue when they were nine weeks old, uh, There's so many other ways other than dropping it off at nine months old. And we see this over and over and over again. We're having more requests for purebred dogs because they purchased a dog and they didn't know what they were getting into and the breeder does not care. And they are like, oh my God, this is too much energy. Oh my God, this is too much grooming. Oh my God, this is too much puppy. Well, this is stuff that a breeder should be taught talking to them about. As a rescue, you have to have, you have to fill out a long application and then you have to have a phone conversation with our adoption coordinators. And then you have to have a phone conversation or a in-person conversation with the foster about all of these dogs' needs. And then we get yelled out constantly, oh my God, your application is just too long. You guys require too much. Sure as shit we do because we have just saved this dog or we have just um, sat with this dog in the emergency room because it was so sick. Yes, we do not want to be part of that problem. We want to be the solution to that problem. So, abso-fucking-lutely, our application is long and we're fucking proud of it. And if you go to a rescue and their application isn't long, they're not a reputable rescue. And that's a whole nother podcast. So, thank you for being my therapy uh, therapist today because I fucking needed that. I'm sure you guys did too. Like, if you're listening to my podcast, you're probably in rescue. You're probably understanding what or understand rescue and understand uh, what we go through. Maybe you don't. And maybe I just educated you. And that is part of Pip's, um, you know, um, thing is we want to educate people. So maybe we helped you a little bit. And I certainly hope we did. And I certainly hope that you will have a conversation the next time that your friend says, I'm going to go purchase a blah, blah, blah breed from a breeder. And you can have some education. Not that I'm telling you that you should talk them out of purchasing, although you should because you can probably find that breed in a rescue, but at least get them to purchase from a reputable breeder. Let's get rid of the backyard breeders. Let's stop them. The only way to stop them is stop giving them our money. That's it stop giving them our money. Once that stops, once they can't make a buck from it, it will slow down and rescues will be able to breathe. That's all we need. We need a little bit of time to breathe. We need a lo- We can't even tackle the long-term solution because we are so underwater with the dogs being requested to come in. Stop giving the backyard breeders their money. Stop giving the accidental litters your money. Like just stop. So, Rant done. <laughs> Thanks guys for coming on this journey with me. I needed that Damn, do I feel good. I'm going to go sit outside in this gorgeous weather. I am going to love on my dogs. I'm going to drink the rest of my mimosa. I'm going to breathe because I just got out of a really good therapy session. So thank you for that. Uh, Always looking for ideas on the podcast. So, you know, Come on to our social media. Let us know. Let us know how we're doing. We just got new shirts. Oh my God, they're so cute. You have to go see them. I'm going to put them up on our um, on our social media, both pages, um, this week so you guys can purchase them. Um, we are making fun of the fact that I make up words. So um, when you read it and you go, um, wait, that doesn't make sense. It's because I use that word funner on a podcast. So, you know, this is what we do. Anyway, thanks so much, guys have a great weekend. We'll talk soon.